Hello and welcome to episode three of Deep Diving. So first of all, I got to jump in with some feedback that I received off the back of episode two that went something like this. Owen, you sound like you have a massive stick up your arse in the intro for the podcast and then about 60 seconds into it, you loosen up a little bit and it sounds like actually yourself. So I'm going to try hit that from the very off. Here we are. Welcome to episode three. Uh, if you've just stumbled across us now, Deep Diving, it's a collection of conversations with really interesting people about what's going on in their lives. Episode one. One was Lewis Capaldi. It was kind of about becoming an overnight sensation, becoming instantly famous, blowing up very quickly, losing your anonymity and how he was coping with all of that. Episode two was with a singer-songwriter called Ruth Ann, who's written for Britney Spears, for Niall Horan, for Bibi Rexa and Martin Garrix. It was about the songwriting industry, the politics, the money, the sex and everything that goes on behind the curtain. And this episode, episode three, is with an Irish YouTuber by the name of Rob Lipset. Now, there's only a few people in Ireland that are doing YouTube at a very high level and Rob is one of those people. And even at that, he's in his infancy. He's not that long at it and I feel like he's hurtling towards being uh, a multimillionaire before he hits 30. At this moment in time, he's got just shy of half a million subscribers. His videos have about 40 million views. And if you follow on Instagram, you'll see that he is living this incredibly, implausibly luxurious lifestyle. He's flying to to beautiful countries all around the world. He's flying at fancy class everywhere he goes. He's surrounded by beautiful people in beautiful places, eating gorgeous food. His life looks like one big glamorous non-stop party. So I want to know how he's done it. I want to know how he's built the business from scratch, from rubble, from ground zero. He had a family business in Dublin that they lost and his family had to resort to sleeping in the abandoned building of the business that they owned after it went out of business. He was staying in the family home where the rooms were being rented out just to pay the bills. They were a wealthy family who lost it all. And it was from that rubble that he built his YouTube business. So I want to talk about that journey. And I also want to talk about the industry, how you make money, influencing, and what it's cost him personally in terms of always being on, the pressure that puts on him, on his mental health, on his relationship, because Rob has had some of his girlfriends feature front and centre in his YouTube world. I want to talk about Love Island. He was one of the Casa Amore boys in season three of Love Island. Didn't get a huge amount of screen time, but he did a very successful video called What It's Really Like on Love Island that uh, did a whole lot of business. So we'll talk about that and a whole rake of other things. If you do like what you hear, please subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. It's completely free. It just means that when I upload new episodes, you get a notification about them and you don't have to go searching for them and don't miss an episode. Likewise, if you enjoy the podcast, what I would ask you is to please stick it on your socials. Please tell your friends. I want to grow it ear by ear, brick by brick uh, and get bigger and bigger and bigger guests. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. This here is Deep Diving Episode 3 with Rob Lipset. ASMR. Uh, what's ASMR? It's 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 like sound porn. There's a whole part of YouTube, and people will literally like chew foods into a microphone, and people will listen to it for hours. It's like looking up popping spots. Oh, you know how many people do that? Like that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. YouTube's a weird animal. It is a weird animal. Yeah. Okay. On that note, hi Rob Lipset. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> How's it going? That was a good start. That probably might mom. make the edit. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I think it's a good start. Hmm. 
Thanks for coming over. No worries, man. Bit of coffee, ketchup. This is ideal. Ketchup? Catching up. Oh, a ketchup. I, was yeah. like, I thought you said you put ketchup in your coffee. I'm not that weird. Did you ever see that scene? What's the film? Oh, quick. Um, Intermission. Intermission. Yeah. 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 It's brown sauce. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, it's brown yeah. sauce. It is brown sauce. Good times. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of a jumping off point, can we go with some big glitzy figures and then work our way backwards? Okay. Okay. So how many views total do you know roughly to the nearest million have all your videos got? Oh, I, I think it's up around 40 million. Could be more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 40, 50 million. And that's just YouTube. That's not counting all the stuff you put on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That's just YouTube alone. Yeah. Okay. Um, gross, because gross isn't net. Yeah. What's the most money you've made in a single year? Before costs and tax and all that. And you, and you, you might have spent thousands, like you might yeah. only have like 10 grand profit after 100 grand when you figure everything. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a couple hundred thousand in, in a year. Yeah. Especially so like it keeps going up every year and like doubling or tripling. Like 2018 was triple the amount I made in 2017. Wow. Uh, and 2016, like I think it quadrupled. And so it's like every, it's a snowball effect. Like the more you earn, the more you can put into your business and that's going to help your business again so you know keeps going up and up but uh so i started doing youtube 2014 and that was just like you know kind of alongside working full-time in an office 2015 you know things are getting a bit of legs at uh, 2016 doing youtube full-time actually you know earning a bit from it then 2017 and 18 was great like you know that was just like a blow up two years and now 2019 i'm really trying to build on those foundations so okay. yeah yeah a couple hundred thousand and uh, yeah it keeps going up every year so 40 50 million views a couple of hundred grand per year per year yes yeah, yes yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's got loads of yeah, money yeah. <laughs> so no, still, still gonna get a lot more yeah, like yeah. i put it all back into the business so uh, but then jumping back to ground zero and feel free to give as much or, or as little of this as you like but i guess this was kind of public news mm-hmm. was your family had a bit of trouble with the business they ran yeah. back like 2011 2012 yeah. and they lost the business mm-hmm. and lost I guess like everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had to live with like not only move out of her family house, we had to rent all the rooms in it, like you know, to to make by, get by, and uh, so all my family kind of split, went their separate ways, and I'd stay in the house to mind it. So I was like, "Hey, Arnold," (laughs) like me and all these strangers in in my in my house, and uh, you know, the rooms were quite cheap, so you get a you know strange crowd in there. Okay, and so yeah, that was quite difficult. Like obviously, could be homeless. always could be worse but yeah that was quite difficult when you're trying to start a YouTube career and you'd be recording a cooking video and someone would walk in and be like what the hell are you doing and I'd be like who are you so yeah it was a strange atmosphere in my house and uh, yeah you know I didn't get any I had no jobs lined up I didn't get given any money to start what I'm doing um, but again I, I, I don't want to do the woe is me thing you know terrible things happen to tons of families you know so, yeah. so I just made do with it yeah just got on with it and, and same again if you go, actually, this is an area I want to get into. Just tell me. Yeah, of course. But I do. I just kind of literally googled Rob Lipset to see what stuff. You know. Yeah. I, I, I came Great. across the. <laughs> yeah. There's a Sunday Indo article that your sister did with Neve Horan. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said around the time that the business went bust, because a nursing home that went out of business and there was some complaints, but they were dropped and mm. that was the end of it. Yeah. But she said because of the nature of the complaints, and again they were dropped. She said she felt like a social, like a social outcast, a pariah. Yeah. It was a real 
moment of who your friends are and who your friends aren't. Yeah. Did you have that as well? I was, I would have been only like 17 at the time. Okay. So not as much, you know. Like, you were still in school? Yeah, still in school. I was just, I was in sixth year, so I was just leaving school. Yeah. So again, bad time for all that to be happening. But uh, no, I didn't, I didn't notice it too much now. Just because I think I was so young as in boarding school, I said, no, really cared. Like, you know. Oh, were you in, were you in Clongo? Yeah. How was that as an experience? Oh my God. Because that seems, it seems to me both, both close and so alien, you know. Yeah. Oh, that, they were the, the best Irish years. School off my life uh, like I think it's one of the only boarding schools like still left boarding in Ireland like just very few and uh, I loved it you know like it was like a big sleepover with the lads for six years I know that sounds but no it was it was brilliant like you know especially from a sports point of view like rugby uh, you know you, you just eat your meals you play your sports you get in the gym that's actually where I fell in love with fitness okay uh, you know true rugby and, and the weight sessions they put us through yeah, so I loved it I really did I, I thought it was a great experience I know some people who hated it, um, but I, I just really enjoyed it, yeah. You know, now it seems like, it's not like everybody knows somebody who's on YouTube, far mm. from it, but it seems like people have grasped the concept that it's a credible career if you apply yourself. Yes. But I guess 2014, in Ireland certainly, hardly anybody was doing it. N- literally, like, in terms of, there was YouTubers, but there was literally no fitness YouTubers in Ireland. Okay. Like, literally, and that's why I started. Well, one of the many reasons why I started, because I was like, I'd see all these Americans uh, who are talking about what they love, which is fitness. Like, that's my true passion still is to this day. Yeah. You know, fitness, um, you know, motivating, inspire people to make a better, eat a better meal, hit the gym, like, anything um so they were getting to live this dream life that make a career at fitness on youtube all these americans that i watched for years doing it so i was like no Ireland's doing this i want to get on this because uh, you know it's what i love and what was the reaction like even with your folks or with friends or whatever oh yeah okay some friends like we're so close because we went to clongos together and you know we, you're with each other non-stop since you're 12 um so they slagged me but not not in a bad way they all actually shared my videos to all their friends and they shared my facebook page so they were so so supportive yeah. uh, from the get-go. But, like, obviously, it's Irish nature. It's like each other off. Um, my parents were just like, I don't know what he's doing. Just leave, leave him be. and then, leave, leave him be rather than actively go, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're wasting. Yeah, exactly. They were just like, yeah, go on. As long as you're still going into work, because I was working full time. Okay. They were like, as long as you're still going into work, then, you know, fine. It's when I quit my job to do YouTube full time. They're like, what? They're like, what is this? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do like online coaching, training plans, you know, instructional videos. They're like, you can't. How can you be a personal trainer through the Internet? You have to be with them in person or you're going to be doing jumping jacks on Skype. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I tried to explain it to them and they didn't understand. Different generation. You know, it's cool that they didn't, it's fine that they didn't understand. Yeah. And until I moved out and bought a car, they, they didn't take it seriously. And okay. then I just showed them that like I was, you know, making a living from this. And now they, now my parents watch all my videos. Like all of them. They it, love it's it. so cute. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. Like, cause I'm traveling so much. So I don't get to see them uh, as much as I'd like to. And they, you know, catch up through my videos. So it's great. So when it started off in the early days, like, how were you making money? Was it jumping jacks on Skype? Like, how were you pulling in money just to pay bills? Yeah. So at the start, I was doing so much for free. So when you're an online fitness YouTuber, you can do so many things. You do ebooks, physical books, apps, uh, you know, online coaching, one on one over Skype and email, you know, talking, not doing 
jumping jacks. But were people receptive to that? Like, yeah, absolutely. And so how it all started was it started off just as a fitness page and I wasn't charging anything. This one was just doing it for the hell of it. Yeah. And I was writing all these informative articles and posts, you know, about myths and misconceptions about fitness, post my diet, you know, my training routine and all this. So people would email me being like, hey, could you do me a plan? You know, I love your advice. And I'd be like, sure. And I just do that for free. And they'd come back with these killer before and afters, like weeks later and be like, hey, I followed your plan and this is what happened. So I was like, light bulb, you know, I can just start, start charging for this. And so I started off charging very little, like maybe... I think it was like, you know, 60 euro for like, uh, whatever, three weeks or whatever. Okay. And, and they check in with me every weekend and I'd update their plan. And then the more in demand it got, you know, the higher you can raise prices and, you know, the better you are as a coach, the more you can charge and, and just went from there. But that was the first online entrepreneurial thing I ever did was online coaching. And it was great. You know, I still, still do it to this day. Obviously so much more streamlined. It's through an app, but that was the first thing. That's how I first started making money. Then I started making my own gym wear. So just had lips of fitness gym wear. And so at this stage, this was the hardest I've ever worked in my life. This was like at the very beginning, maybe 2015 or 14. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Very early beginning. And I was working full time, nine to six. Then I get home and go to the gym. So it would be like drive home seven o'clock, go ready and go to gym maybe done at half eight have dinner 9pm and then between 9pm and 2am I'd be working on online coaching packaging up orders and then four hours later I'd have to wake up and go to work at six you know and get ready Yeah. and it was like I'd have to go to the post office on my lunch break it was non-stop like trying to get your side business off the ground while working full time job but it did it and it taught me so much about just hard work and how hard it really is you know okay and did it snowball quite quickly or was it a slow burn and then all of a sudden there was a eureka moment and it went nuclear there there was a few viral videos here and there like the 20,000 calorie eating challenge uh, you know going on Love Island for what 10 minutes <laughs> you know Although just, it felt like you were a big deal before Love Island uh, yeah I did have fun before but that like I made a video afterwards called The Truth About Love Island what it's like being on a show and that's like on over a million views yeah so like I really capitalised on that I intended to come to that later but let's yeah. jump to it now since you brought it up no actually let's come back to Love Island yeah because yeah. I want to do this bit first yeah for sure okay so influencing in general Mm -hmm. let's get amongst it like what are the downsides i guess uh the downsides is you're always on like you just not stop thinking about it like uh, sometimes people are like oh you know it must be nice not having to go to work nine five or day it's like i did that and it's actually kind of nice having a schedule and being able to switch off and actually having weekends yeah like i haven't taken a day off social media in four years i've posted every single day Monday to Sunday, every single day. I I do not miss a day for over four years. You know, so I've never taken a full day. A de- I haven't taken what's called a digital detox in four years. Haven't done it. So like, there's no off switch. And so there's some people that like, you know, they they go to a work, go to a job, and they clock off at five or whatever, or they have a weekend and they just like, you know, completely switch off. And yeah. like, there's there's pros to cons in every, to every job. So that would be probably the biggest con that there's no off switch. And and another one would be like that your your pro- your whole personal life, your private life. Uh, is online pretty much in the public eye and even um, that people who know you know you had a relationship that's now ended with a girl called Sarah and she herself was not not at the level you're doing it, but she was a blogger and fitness and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and she was living the same lifestyle and 
I guess when you start posting stuff with her or your partner and it gets traction and you go, oh, people are into this. Yeah. We should do more. And then where's the line? Like, where does that stuff start to fuck with your relationship? Actually, Yeah, true. So so those videos are, are great. You know, they get people love seeing like videos with like your sister in it or your mom or your dad or whatever. Or again, your girlfriend, like people just love to see couples, Q&As, yeah. all that. It's interesting. It's like it's like Love Island's the most popular show on TV because it's relationships yeah. out in the open. Like people love seeing that. So it's great to gain views, you know, to to uh, increase your audience, everything. And it's fun. Like I remember like we'd sit down and do some couples Q&As and we'd actually have a great laugh doing it. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, when people start getting too into your, you know, oh, they're going through something. Oh, they're having trouble. This and that. That's when it gets a little bit too personal. But, you know, I guess if you... And how, like how, how can you protect yourself from that? Yeah, I guess you just have to be, be careful not to put too much on line and you know still have a little bit of privacy yeah okay either with her or any other relationship i don't know did you, i don't know did you have a relationship a relationship with anybody before you became a youtuber or was she no there no for most she was, of she was uh, we started we were going out like from the ages of like 17 to like 25 yeah okay so yeah 20 turned 27 in january and like do you think you would have gone your own separate ways anyway or do you think that the lifestyle you live and the sharing thing was that complicit in the relationship breakup uh, I guess so. Like, you know, I, I've all, I've built like this community and I, I update them on my life, how things are going. And it's very obvious if a girl that's always in my videos, uh, all of a sudden not in videos, people would be like, hey, you know, wh- where's your girlfriend gone? So you just got, got to address things. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's cool. I mean, Sarah, cool now as well. Yeah. You know, um, which I forget the last time we spoke, but it was like a nice conversation. Okay. Yeah. And so, and you've got, you've got a new girlfriend now? Yeah. She seems lovely. Yeah, yeah, Linda. she's great. Yeah, 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 she's great. I like, even at that, like I saw you did a video the other day you were in Bali, which looks, oh my God, it was, what a spot. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Oh no, it wasn't the Bali one, it was you it was, flew her uh, to... Uh, Maldives. Or... No, it was actually you flew to Australia. Yeah, and then we went to Bali afterwards. And then you went to Bali afterwards. Yeah. You upgraded her and you surprised her. Yeah, yeah. But would you be conscious now of how much you feature her in your videos or is that a conversation you have to have before Definitely. you get the relationship going? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so obviously before a relationship, like, I was like, this is like my job. I yeah. was like, I am you know, have to live my life online so just giving you the heads up. You'll probably get some weird messages. And like she, she does. Like She'll get a message being like, Rob's you know, a dick or whatever blah 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 Rob is this that or some people be like I love Rob so I was like you know you're gonna get just a little bit of uh whatever from social media yeah you know, a little bit of uh, attention and she was like yeah she's not you know into she has a small following but she doesn't do it full time yeah she studied fashion design in college and so she's doing that but I was like yeah you know you're gonna get a little bit of attention it's just what I do yeah, okay. and yeah, she's very understanding of it. And then you personally, like, because I, like, I remember actually when I saw your first video, I was like, whoa, he's full on. Yeah. Uh, but then I actually, it, it really became part of your charm to me. I was like, your, yeah. your energy is like, guys, I love milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Do you like milkshakes? Because I love milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to show you how to make a milkshake, you know. <laughs> it's I'm like, like, I love it. Because you got it. You got to keep people entertained. Like. But, but in terms of maintaining that, and maybe it's well, not that's a persona. Like. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess, what I was wondering. I was like... Has it kicked back on you ever, the being on all the time, having to record? Because I guess it interrupts spontaneous moments. That's the mm. thing I thought most about, like, for example, going on holidays with your partner yeah. and also being a YouTuber. Yeah. There's there's things that happen. And then do you have to go, oh, actually, let's stop and do that again because that's a nice shot. Does it interrupt the flow of just fucking existing in the world? Yes, absolutely. And there's some days where I'll like not vlog and I'll just like do you know some Insta story. 
uh, I'll put out content every day. Yeah. There's some days where I won't vlog. Uh, YouTube is the most full on. It's just like a reality. It's a channel. It's yeah. a TV channel. So there's some days where like I won't vlog and I'll just you know, enjoy the moment, you know, and fo- phones down. And there's actually been some amazing moments, like a beautiful sunset in, in the Maldives or something. And you're there having a glass of wine or something with your partner. And it's like, this would be amazing to capture, but I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do. That's the one thing that I do have to keep in mind that, you know, sometimes you just got to enjoy the moment. And sometimes it's great to record. Yeah. You know, and you'll have it to look back on. Um, but yeah, so a little bit of both. And how has it ever messed with your head or have you kept an even keel the whole time? I really enjoy social media, hence why I probably haven't taken a day off okay. in four years. There's some people I know it does get to them and they'll like take a week off completely. In what sense? Like, how does it get to them? Like, like they're like, uh, I've just seen people, this is what other people say, they're like, yeah. oh, I've been feeling under pressure, anxiety, a little bit stressed, need to get on top of other things in life, personal issues, and I'll just take a week off social media. That's, okay. that's probably good. Like, I yeah. probably need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, least, I guess if you're enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't feel I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of, of like, do you ever see any of the Reddit forums? And this is, I'm not talking about you specifically, um, but I guess it's like bloggers unveiled mm-hmm. on Reddit, like worldwide for, it's basically these forms of people who dissect anything that YouTubers do, be they in comedy or music or fitness or whatever, yep. or influencers. I guess anybody who's selling anything. Do you think there's a place for that? Or did you find like bloggers unveiled, good example? I don't think you were ever featured. It's more female yeah, well, influencer. Yeah, blogger, actual makeup actual bloggers. Bl- yeah, 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 I didn't follow too closely. What did you think of that, like that concept of call-out culture, I guess? Yeah, it, it's, the whole thing was quite toxic. Yeah. Like, I, I saw the page and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to check up on this. This yeah. is, this is not something I want to put time and energy into like and and all those forums bashing people it's it's a toxic negative thing to be spending your time on there's there's a big world out there there's cooler things you can be doing yeah. you know like than reading little forums yeah on the internet about hating people just there's better things to be doing like really is so i i don't really follow that too much and like there's forums about me and stuff and you know i've seen them of course but i wouldn't take them too seriously <clears throat> in general like yeah i i think that whole call out culture thing is quite negative yeah okay yeah. jump back to a uh, love island yeah um i narrate the australian love island i know you killed it that was seriously good fun. you absolutely killed it um so we both have a love island experience we do but i guess it's a really topical time for love island oh yeah um but first of all jump back to your video which was what was it <clears throat> entitled what really happened in Love Island? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've done like two Love Island videos. So first, as a bit of background, I went on as a guest in the Casse More thing. Um, I was came straight from Ibiza. So I, Ibiza. Ibiza? Anyways. Ibiza, Ibiza. Ibiza. It's, it, it, it's, it can be tomato, anything. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I came straight there. They called me up like a week before, like, hey, do you want to come on the show as a guest? We've seen your YouTube videos. Think you'd be good on it. So I was like, sure. So I went on, like rattled, <laughs> like post Ibiza. Just like, <laughs> my actually here <laughs> I got like just waking up like I was one wild ride so I went on anyways and um, I was you know thrown straight into it well uh, even before we get it, what happened in there what happens before you go in I guess it's just like a quick recap of your video yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah so it's like a lockdown yeah. uh, you're, you're taking your phones away and everything and uh, you're put in a random hotel with the other people that are going in and uh, you're just there for like two days just no social media nothing lockdown and then you got thrown into villa and then it's on and it's actually quite real like you know the the most they'll ever do is be like hey will you have a conversation with this person about this yeah and you know or hey this person's been saying this about you what do you think 
And so, you know, you still do give your thoughts. And but when I had a whole you know big YouTube channel, you know, businesses on the outside. So I was like, I'm not saying anything outrageous or I'm yeah, going to ruin my life on the outside, especially because I didn't have my phone. I was like, all hell could be breaking loose over something I said. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about it. So I was like, I'm going to be quite conservative. I'm going to be nice. You know, I'm going to not talk down on anyone. So that's why I didn't get any airtime yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, the show, you need to be like dramatic and stuff and you need to be really out there. So and that's in, ter- in terms of, in, give me the straight answer. In terms of just purely on an ego level, yeah. were you disappointed you didn't get more airtime? Because I was, because my, my girlfriend and her sisters are big fans. Yeah. They love your like the positivity and all that. And they're like, oh, Rob's going into Love Island. It's going to be class. Yeah. And then we watched us. Where's Rob? Yeah. Then day two. Oh, fuck, there he is. Yeah. He said a sentence. Yeah, I, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit annoying that I went all the way to go on it. And, you know, like it, hardly any of the extras, the yeah, yeah. guys got featured. No, no one really but featured. I, yeah, no, but it, like we were all gone within a week. Yeah. Apart from Alex, he's the only one who stayed on. So yeah, it was a bit annoying to go all the way, but like I think it's definitely for the best. I'd rather that than have me saying something outrageous, yeah. you know, that I have to face a lot of backlash for. And then, you know, I uh, my channel, my Instagram went up like you know, hundreds of thousands in that week just from people talking about it, you know. And then I made that video with the second I got home and that was... <laughs> got more views and airtime on that video than I did yeah, yeah. on a love Inside <laughs> <laughs> the video is like 15 minutes and you didn't have to sign because I, I work on the Australia but actually I don't know any of this stuff yeah. you didn't have to sign like a thing that says you couldn't for example make that video or you couldn't talk about the mechanics of the show or jeez I signed a lot but uh, <laughs> I did it anyways I did it anyways and you know what who's, who's the narrator off the UK one Ian Ian, Ian yeah Ian, Ster- Ian Sterling mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah so actually when I went to Love Island re- reunion a couple months later and all the producers and Ian were like oh sorry your YouTube video is really good okay yeah so I was like sweet I didn't say anything wrong then. <laughs> but um, yeah no I was just quite accurate with it and I think it's a great show so I was like I didn't actually speak down upon it yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. so it was good it was a good experience all in all and in terms of the duty of care question because yeah. that's been in the news so much the last yeah, while yeah yeah interesting and, topic and same I don't know about the UK one but I like I know on the Australian one for example there was one guy who was perceived to be a bit of a bully and that was picked up on you know in people's commentary online yeah and i saw very actively the producers clocking that and going far from let's exploit this because it's getting traction like they protected him like in the edits they chose like they actively chose to quell that narrative about him yeah kind of said right people have acknowledged that that's fine but we don't need to feed this fire because that's it won't be good for him yeah it it doesn't serve it doesn't serve the story actually yeah like that's his own thing um and we'll talk to him about it afterwards and they did like they kind of said look this kind of stuff has been said about you there's some you know there's some people who won't like aspects of your character but that audience is lost to you now. So yeah. forget about it. It wasn't such a big deal that it's going to cause you problems. But, you know, but they did protect him. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I was given a, a, you're all given a psychiatric assessment going in. Yeah. And you when you leave, you have access to a therapist if you want. Um, so they, they treat you quite well. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Just like that. I'm sure there was some situations like that. Like, hey, you know, this, the, you know, they help you. Uh, and all the producers were, were super nice. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do think they've they're good heart, they've good nature, but of course, you know, terrible things do happen when you combine reality TV, social media, the public eye. You know, things are going to be said, and yeah. it's going to play have a toll on on your mind. Yeah. 
I see that you like each other's posts a lot. Do you keep in touch with Montana? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she was actually one of the nicest people ever on the show. Yeah. Uh, and even off the show, she was like, she's really funny. She's like a tomboy. And yeah, she's a legend person. So yeah, yeah, we chat. Did you speak to her around before or after? Well, after, I suppose, after Mike passed away. No, I haven't been speaking to her that recently. But, um, you know, I know suicide it happens every day, but it speaks volumes when it's like this person that you think has it all. You know, people would look at it and it's like, oh, this amazing looking guy. He got the body, he got the lifestyle, got everything. And it's just because show, you know, be nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah. You know, like seriously, you don't know what's going on. In yeah, you really mind. don't. Yeah, and like another example, if you know this in in recent years one of the best DJs in the world obviously had a killer lifestyle again and and the, I don't know be nice to everyone that's I, the message I want to say be nice to everyone yeah and it's it's well worth repeating yeah yeah exactly costs and it's nothing. like because not only will being nice to everyone it's it'll, it'll, it'll help you you'll be happier yeah like you know I'm I'll be positive and you'll have a sick life it's simple <laughs> yeah gratitude simple. I'm, I'm really getting into that whole gratitude frame of mind Absolutely. the last while being thankful for what you have because it is so easy yeah so, particularly in this industry um, and we're, we're not in the same industry but we kind of are kind of yeah yeah media I suppose media yeah broad brush stroke so easy to once you've gotten to the gig you think will make you happy yeah to look to the next one immediately and to not take stock and exactly that if, if yeah. five years ago someone would have said you'll be here and you will have done all these things I would have gone no way yeah yeah crazy but and now that I'm here I'm already you know you're always getting antsy and you're like oh, yeah I need the next thing it's it's important to you know, always level up focus on the next goal but be grateful where you are now and, and don't take it for granted yeah and like I think being appreciative and grateful is just such an amazing attitude but it's easy to be grateful for the big things try being grateful for the little things sometimes I'll look in my fridge and be like oh my god I've got food and I'd be like some people in the world loads of people in the world don't have that I'd be like oh my god look I've got a warm bed oh my god look I've got a roof over my head with wifi and, and actually heating. I know there are people listening that when you said oh look at my fridge and I've got food loads of people don't have I know some people will go oh for fuck's sake tutting but two weeks ago I was on a family holiday we went to uh, Marrakesh Lovely. And mam got her hip done a while ago. Mm-hmm. And so she's still in physio and it's getting better. But she gets sore walking long yeah. distances. So we were walking around the city and she started to get a bit sore. And so let's get a taxi back to the hotel. So there was a guy there with a, one of the electric tuk-tuks. Yeah. Fits four people. And... Uh, and so I go up to him and the guy in our hotel who was running our hotel said haggle for everything haggle for everything he said about 30% yeah. give them about 30% of what they <laughs> asked for that's about right in the markets whatever yada yada uh, and so and so your man I said how much back to the hotel and he goes it's 70 dirham and that's divided by 10 it's 7 euro right? and there's 4 of us and I'm like no way that's an, <laughs> that's an outrage I'll give you 40 dirham and he's like no no that's too low too low we did the haggle thing but actually as that happened I had I had 40 dirham in my pocket and then I only had larger notes and I was like, I'm not breaking it out. I was like, no, look, that's all I have. That's yeah, all I have. Yeah, classic. Uh, uh, and he's like, no, too low. And I was like, well, fine. <laughs> and it was all a bit of crack and we walked yeah. off, you know. And then like 30 seconds later, you hear the... Yeah. And he turns around and he drives up and says, all right, 40 dirham, come on, hop in. But I thought we were much closer to the hotel than we actually were. I was a bit disorientated. Mm. So it ended up being like just shy of 15 minutes. 
in the taxi. And then we get there and I'm kind of oh, this is much longer than I thought. And it was a beautiful route he took and it was like a sightseeing tour almost. Yeah. And there was four of us. I was like, we're giving him a euro each for a 15 minute taxi journey. This yeah. is-. And so I, I took out my wallet and there was a hundred dirham, which is 10 euro. And so we had agreed on four euro. So I gave him the tenner and he started crying. What? Yeah. Wow. He started crying. And... Uh, it, it changed the whole holiday for me. That was day one. I didn't expect you to say that. I didn't know where that story was going. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in terms of, that's what I said. I know there are probably people tutting when you go, oh, I'm thankful for food in my fridge. Yeah. It's that, it changed my entire holiday. And then I was noticing things that I mightn't have noticed, like going to the markets. There was a guy and he was sitting on the side of the road where all the main markets start where you buy your fake bags and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And he had a tea towel on the ground. He, like he, you know, he didn't look. He looked clean, and you know, he didn't look like he was in distress. Mm. So he was obviously making a living somehow. But he had a tea towel on the ground, and there was like ten peppers on it. That's what he was selling. And I was like, "Fuck, we we are the one percent." Oh, and and sooner you realise that the better. Yeah. Like like seriously. Yeah. Like seriously, the one percent. Like yeah. if not point one. Yeah. You know, like so, it's something you got to be conscious of. Like the world when you actually, it's sometimes hard to think outside of Ireland. You yeah. know, but it's like you got to think of the planet as a whole, and you know the population and stuff like that going on in the world. Like the the fact that a couple of extra euros can reduce a man to tears is something to to think about. Yeah, yeah. And you personally, how does the the fame side of things sit with you? Like the loss of anonymity, people knowing who you are. People like I read an article where you were saying you were glad that you've kept contact with all your friends you had pre-YouTube fame. Yeah, 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 exactly. You'll get... um, So, first of all, I don't know if I'd refer to myself as famous. I definitely wouldn't refer to myself as a celebrity. I'm just like, normal guy. you got like half a million followers. I don't know. I just don't like thinking about... 50 million views. (laughs) All right, okay. Let's... A person of profile. Okay, okay. I just think it's pretentious. If you're like, I'm famous or I'm a celebrity, I just never want to be like that. Like, you know, I think... A a public person. Yeah, a public person. Right, but I think once you start calling yourself a celebrity, you lose a bit of humility or something. I just never want that. Anyway, I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, fair, yeah. so, anyways, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it can be difficult. You'll get people hitting you up who, you know, you'll chat to them and they'll be like, "Oh, how are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, good." And they're like, "So I got this business, right?" <laughs> you know, so a lot of people will be looking for favors and they don't actually care about you. So it's very important to keep your um, keep your old friends close. You know, and they they'll always bring you back down to earth. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing, nothing else about it. Like they'll, you know, absolutely savage me. Like they'll slag the hell out of me, and it's good, you know, to keep you humble. And um, so it's great to have your your friends that you know before you went, before you did all this. Um, and yeah, in terms of having your whole life in the public eye can be difficult but I'm very grateful for it yeah. like yesterday I was going for a walk around the park uh, around the Curra uh, with my girlfriend and like a few people on that walk you know came up to me and they're like hey Rob love what you do you know all this can we get a selfie and I'm like oh my god that's the nicest thing ever like I'm going for a walk and someone actually comes up says I love what you do for a living your videos help me with this help me lose 10 pounds help me you know, gain some muscle help me build more confidence keep doing what you're doing I'm like oh my god thank you so much so in terms of the 
I like I love the way things are going right now. Yeah. If, if someone sees me in public, they stop me. I've never had anything mean said to me in public. And what about that? What about that idea? Like it's a, it's a weird one because I've seen like I saw your very first YouTube video. <laughs> Some dodgy editing in there. Oh yeah, yeah. it filmed on a phone. <laughs> yeah. iPhone five. You can't even buy them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen your journey from yeah DIY man mm. to now you have you know. You get videographers and stuff. All this kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, that's another thing, actually, you were saying. That's fascinating. Yeah. Is if you go and record a day in LA or Sydney or wherever you are and doing the gym and the sightseeing, you send it like halfway across the world and there are people who edit that shit up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so I have uh, some editors in America, some in uh, Slovenia. Uh, one in particular in Slovenia, he, he's great. And uh, yeah, some days when I've just got too much on, like right now I've got like three or four Bali vlogs to edit and then a, a Dublin training and eating vlog. And like that's five videos. So I might edit like one or two myself, but send the other ones off. So, you know, you're getting twice the amount of work done in, in the same amount of time. How much does that uh, cost? Uh, it is about one to 200 per video. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's grand, yeah, it's well worth it, you know. And it probably takes them maybe like three hours or so. So, you know, they're yeah. well paid. It saves me a ton of time. Uh, and they do it really well. So, yeah, outsourcing is is huge. It's got to yeah. be done. Yeah, you, you, know, you know this idea, you know this curated lifestyle mm-hmm. online and people looking at, oh, there's so-and-so, they're in a gorgeous place and they look amazing. And you've worked for everything you have. And yet, could people be looking at it and going... I'll ne- oh, I'll never get there. Can it be not good for people? Yeah, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Okay, and you should never compare your chapter one <clears throat> to someone else's chapter ten. Yeah, if that's just that's something I often say, and it's just it's such a bad and foolish thing to do. When I see a Lamborghini drive down the street, or I walk by a huge mansion, am I like, oh? Why don't I, where's my Lamborghini? Why don't I own that? No, of course not. Yeah. And it's the same on social media. Why should you look at someone who's been doing what they do for years? You know, they've been putting in graft. Why should you look at where they are? Or even in the gym, you look at someone who's been training for 10 years and you're like, oh, why don't I look like that? Because I haven't been trained for 10 yeah. years consistently. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, I think not only is comparing yourself foolish, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, why would you have all this when this person's done all this? Like, it's, this is life. Yeah. So, so I think if you're like comparing yourself to people on social media, you need a wake up call. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop. Stop comparing yourself. You know? I guess there's that, th- isn't there that thing of like, you probably wouldn't if you went out and had a mad sesh and puked in a toilet bowl, you wouldn't do a vlog about. No. It's, but like, that's, it's, it's always yeah. only the good stuff online. Yeah. You know that? yeah I, I yeah. guess, yeah. And you're right, you can't maybe... I'm not going to whip out... It's a bit of common sense still applies. You're not going to whip out the vlogging camera when you're getting sick. And sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess, yeah, it's people have to be... It's more people being aware of that, I guess, that yeah, people will yeah. put the good stuff yeah, online. Yeah, of course. You know, you're not going to be having an argument with your mum and whip out the camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey, mum, hold on one minute. I want to get this. This is so real. This is so cool. raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, the, of course, you're not going to put some terrible stuff. But uh, oftentimes, I'll talk about, like, oh, I had a really unproductive week oh my diet was absolutely terrible today oh i missed the gym so like you know i'll say that as well yeah okay in terms of making that deal with the devil what is hey you know that is it evangelista or was it naomi campbell who said the i I won't get out of bed for less than 10 grand oh yeah yeah it was one of them what is 
Figures wise, what's the most amount of money you've been paid for a single post? Uh, for single post, I think, well, see, oftentimes there'll be like, do story, do post, and like, you know, do something else. Yeah. Rarely people will just pay for like one Instagram post. They'll always ask for like a story. Okay. But I think, so I had to do a Q&A um, for an hour in town, post about it, and then do story. And that was something like, I think that was like 15 grand or something. What? Yeah, yeah. It was a really big corporate company. Like, you don't always get that at all. Like, and that, that was like, you know, in person and everything. You don't, like, that was a big corporate company who yeah, probably, yeah. like, had infinity budget. But, like, yeah, you'll get lucky and you get some amazing gigs like that. And then you'll also, like, sometimes a clothing company that I really like anyways, they're like, we'll give you 500 quid for posts. And I'm like, yeah, I love the clothes, so I'll just do it anyways. So there's a huge sliding scale. But, yeah, that, that would be, like, the most, yeah. What's what's the absolute no-no? Like, what have you been asked to post about that's a no-go area? Oh, the majority of stuff. And this is a big... You, this podcast about influencing and social media influencers, which, by the way, I hate that word. I think it sounds so weird. Influencer. I like call content creators. That's what we're doing. Just creating content. I think influencer sounds pretentious. It's like, who do you who do you say you've influenced on anyone? You know, and I think it's also a negative word. Driving under the influence. You know, he was a bad influence. You know, they're, they're, you know I think yeah, yeah. influence is a, is a negative word. Anyways. Yeah, has still, maybe, maybe actually when you say it out loud, yeah, it has influence. got kind of sinister undertones. Sinister. That's it yeah, but anyways that's what it's that's the word that people use nowadays so we'll go with it but yeah. i don't like it but anyways uh, if you want to talk about social media influencers the reason it's got a bad name is because people promote crap that they don't use i think not really in the fitness industry so much i think it's worse in like blogging reality makeup industry like yeah th- i've seen this thing they put a strap something onto their abs press a switch and it like electrocutes their abs and they say like this gave them abs oh my god I've seen, the, oh, I've seen those advertised yeah, you've seen them and like all the tea companies the tea you know and it's oh like, this is the laxative tea oh my god the laxative tea and it's like gels that you rub on and it's like they claim to give you a six pack oh my god like there's I think that's why influencing has gotten a bad name in some ways because there's people just selling their soul they, they'll do those companies pay so much because the product's so bad as well and so there's people just posting absolute crap that they don't really believe in and they don't actually use yeah okay. and i think that's terrible so the majority of stuff i turned down i i am so into integrity and playing the long game you you don't even get it i'd never even th- consider doing that to my followers i show my followers like their friends and family and that's how i built such an engaged community like i love my subscribers and i'm so grateful for anyone who follows them so for me to have the audacity to to promote some bullshit that i don't use yeah it's so disrespectful it's like all these influencers who are like living this amazing life and they forget who's giving it to them and it's people that follow them you know because maybe they, they they like them you know they like some of the stuff they put out so it's like to, to promote some crap that you don't actually use is just so di- dishonest and disrespectful so the majority of stuff i turned down i actually only align myself with a certain amount of brands uh like you know alphalete is my gym wear sponsor yeah. ghost is my sports nutrition sponsor um the, i've worked with like boohoo man a few fashion uh companies that i really like so i'll only work with a select few companies that that i really like so are you, are you going to be a millionaire by 30? Oh, he says not one already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's important to uh, keep your, you know, you shouldn't 
put your finances out there. Um, I think it's important to you know. Yeah, I've asked you. Up. I've asked you a few direct questions. Though. Feel free to tell me to fuck off at any anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm always. Instead of focusing on the number in my bank account, uh, I'll focus on the content I'm putting out and, you know, how much people you're doing a service to. Yeah, okay. And in terms of, because, yeah, you're, you're not you're not like a fashion model, but you no. you post topless photos and mm-hmm. you're, obviously you're fitness. You got this awesome six pack and all these things. Like, are you self-conscious ever? Like, how many photos will you take? Yeah, definitely. So like this week, even I'm not like feeling my best, but that would have probably gotten to me in my early uh, stages of getting into the gym. But now I kind of understand that if you have a bad week, have a good week and you'd be grand. Yeah. You know, if you if you can have a bad day, you can have a good day. You know, like, and I'm not saying like, you know, yo-yo diet, you should try to be as consistent as possible. Just don't get hung up on it, you know. And so now I wouldn't get too hung up on it, but I would have when I was younger, okay. for sure. I guess it may be, it's probably more applicable for girls. But you know, a lot of people, you can see they've used like Facetune or yeah. it's very obviously doctored. Yes, yeah. Like that. that's quite prevalent still, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, That that's clearly not good. And that's why I actually like being on YouTube because of video it's video yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and it's a lot more real and I actually think I've built this community from doing stuff like podcasts like this and YouTube because I'm not the biggest fastest strongest in any way like at all but it's so I'm like why do I have you know such a really engaged community and I think it's from you know speaking and your character and you know how, you, how you, your attitude towards things um, and how you carry yourself that, that's gotten me to following that's why I think video is an and podcast is, is amazing because like a picture a photoshop picture can only tell so much yeah know? okay do you see the bubble bursting or do you think that this is something that can sustain you I mean, you've diversified you're into publishing you're into course, clothing all these agency yeah. events agency you know <clears throat> business partners with gyms and yeah. stuff like that so I've definitely I've taken very clear action to diversify myself as much as possible you yeah know? Um, but in terms of the bubble bursting uh, well, you know, you could say anything Anything can burst. Yeah, sure. For example, the paid partnership feature, the hashtag ad, it only came in in like 2016, 2017. Like it only came prevalent. Like the whole social media influencing thing, uh, social media advertising, very new. Early days. Yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. So no time soon. I'm going to say no time soon. It, it, it's like saying, when are people going to stop using Instagram? Probably will happen. You know, people used to be crazy about Facebook. Not so much anymore on Twitter. Although you say that, I, I, I still look at the views on Facebook videos. Yeah. Like, there's still... It's still, it's, Facebook's a monster. It's massive. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying Facebook's uh, But I've, like, I've gotten off Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Just, but, so maybe it's just because the fact it's not in my, in my psyche regularly. I kind of, I, Facebook's yeah. dead, but it's not. No, it's not at all. Yeah, it's still, like one of the biggest search engines in the world but yeah in terms of social media i don't think it's going anywhere new platforms will come and go but i don't think social media is going anywhere yeah it's just it's just like you had like newspaper tv radio like social media is just the one now okay where would you like to be in five years time Uh, if you asked me five years ago where i'd be now i would not have an idea (laughs) i haven't even been doing what i'm doing now for like five years it's coming just about coming into its fifth year uh so geez i do not know but whatever i'm doing i'll be giving it 100 percent, and i'll love what i'm doing 
Would you like to, are you going to like live in Ireland? I want to live abroad for like a year. I think it would be foolish for me not to while I'm able to work and travel. I can work wherever there's a laptop and a camera and a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. So it would be foolish for me not to live abroad for a while. So I'd love to like live in LA for like six months yeah, okay. to a year, you know, just just see see what happens there. So I'd love that, but... I am a patriot. I love Ireland. I always love coming back here. Lo- love coming back here. You step off plane and it's lashing rain. You're like, yeah, ah, there it is. Yeah. I grab my windbreaker. The green yeah. glass of hope. And yeah, all that. yeah, exactly. No, so like we all complain about it. You know, oh, the weather. We slag each other off. Ireland's shite. I love it. We all low-key love it. Yeah. We all do. And so on that note, I love your positivity and your energy that you preach the whole time. Appreciate it. Keep it up. Appreciate Uh, it. It's been a pleasure. Yep. I might buy one of your e-books. I've got a little bit of flab going on here. It's on the house. No, 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 no. No charity here. I'm a paying (laughs) customer, man. That's it. It's a a lovely circle. Hey, thanks, Mill, for coming over. I appreciate it. No Uh, worries. I can't wait to hear the feedback and I'd love to do some more in the future. It's great to chat with you. We're shaking hands. Thanks, Rob. (laughs) No worries. So, folks, there you go. That's the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. A huge thanks to Rob Lipset for being my guest. I hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe. It's free. It just means you get updates about new episodes as soon as I stick them up online. Please tell your friends. Please post to socials. And I'll talk to you next week where my guest may or may not be a girl from Derry. Goodbye.